Welcome to Once and Future Authors, changing lives one book at a time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once in Future Authors podcast. I'm Stephanie, and I'm so delighted today to be joined by author Lois Schaefer. Lois's book is just so important. It needs for all of us to not only read it, but to have a conversation about it with friends, with family, and with our community. The purpose of this book is to demonstrate that gun violence has claimed the lives of many people. And we can't possibly open a newspaper or listen to the news without knowing that. Well, Lois's own family has been unfortunately touched by gun violence. And this is not just her story, which she wrote about in her first book, but in this book, she gathered stories from other people, true stories from people around the country whose lives were impacted and changed forever due to the accessibility of guns. Lois's whole life is a mission to change that for the future. And these stories of advocacy, activism, and hope in From Bullet to Bullhorn. So please welcome guest Lois Schaefer. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much. From the moment that we met, you know, I, I am so fortunate to be on the ground floor of many, many books. And this is not to, to say that some books are, are not important, but certainly we have, you know, fiction and children's books and books about a million different things that are wonderful and entertaining and even insightful. But Lois, your book is the book that I want everyone to read and to talk about and hope that the message gets out there. So bring us back a little bit because I've been fortunate to meet you, but so that our listeners can meet you and bring us back. Tell us the whole story and how this book came to life. Um, well, I guess I have to go back you know, many years. I have been a lifelong gun safety advocate. And um, I, uh, I live on Long Island. And in um, 1993, uh, there was the Long Island Railroad Massacre. Mm. Yes. Carolyn McCarthy, who um, became a candidate for Congress, um, her husband was on that long on that train, and he was shot. And that's, that's, that was the initial issue that she ran on. And um, I worked on, I worked so hard on her campaign to help her win 
win win the election, and she did. And she served for for eighteen years. She's been she was absolutely fantastic. Okay, so now fast forward. December uh, 2008, my daughter lived in St. Louis and she um, came home from work, walked into her house and there were two 17 year olds, one, one in possession of a stolen handgun. And in she took one look at her, and in seconds, it was over. She collapsed to the floor, and he shot her twice more. And what is interesting about her, she was, she was an athlete. She was a, she was a runner. She was a dancer. She had just opened her own studio. She had dreamed of having her own studio. She was certified in Pilates and gyrotonic. And just what, I, what, I'm, what I'm illustrating is that she could have turned on a dime, but guns are, <laughs> guns are so quick, you know, not even, you know, she couldn't even escape. Okay, so I have been uh, involved. Um, I, in, in my prior life, I was writing grant proposals for a, uh, um, arts, an arts, a dance, organ, uh, dance foundation, arts organization. And so writing was very, you know, it was, it was a catharsis, you know, for me. And after she was, was shot, they uh, at the funeral, there were more than 500 people that showed up there. And I got those. And I sat for three months writing to each one of those people. It gave me just a sense of purpose of doing that. And I thought to myself, hmm, I, I've been involved in gun violence. Why not, why not pass my story on to other people? And um, I, I, I started to write. I wanted to put a face on gun violence for people to understand. Now, mind you, this is 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, there, were, there were shootings. I mean, not like they have been today. Well, in 2013, The Unthinkable was published. And that was in December, 2013. Now, just back up a little bit. December, 2012 was the Newtown shooting. 
my gosh. Okay, now, I have, as I said to you, I had been involved in gun safety for years and years. That morning, which is a Friday morning, I um, was on my way into Manhattan with my, uh, with my then elected assemblywoman, Michelle Schimmel. She is, you know, she is now retired. We were on our way into Manhattan this Friday morning to do a press conference, City Hall. And on the way into the city, you hear about the shooting. That was a Friday. All that weekend, you, you saw, you know, the, the media, like, you know, like you see, you know, today with Uvalde and Buffalo and, uh, and, and so on. There, there was the media, there was a young rabbi that kept, kept talking. I said, I, I, I got to call him. Monday morning, I called his temple. I got his assistant. I said to his assistant, he doesn't know me, but I am a mother and I am a survivor and I'm calling to find out what it is that I can do to help. I know he is preoccupied, but mm -hmm. took my name, took my number. The next day I found out, now I live in Great Neck. The next day I found out he grew up in Great Neck and he in fact graduated from the same high school, same class as my daughter. So Tuesday morning I call and he answers the phone. And I said to him, my name is Lois Schaefer. He said, I know who you are. And I've said many prayers for Susie. Mm -hmm. Okay, so since then we have been on, we talk quite a bit. We have been on, on meetings together, on panels together. He is somebody that, uh, that I am in touch with. Okay. So now, fast forward again. That mark, that May, um, uh, 2014, mm -hmm was the first march across the Brooklyn Bridge sponsored by Moms Demand Action. Oh, okay. And, you know, because, you know, I've been involved in, in, with, uh, uh, you know, gun safety in different organizations, I got to know lots of people. And I'm walking across the bridge with another young woman who had lost her son, young kid. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, to her, what would you think if we got together and we and we got other survivors like us? Doesn't necessarily have to be mothers. Right. Other survivors like us to write their story, to, to, to 
not only for themselves, but to pass on to society to do something, okay? Just to me, that's a great idea. I have 11 women. Wow. And I said, give me their names. If they want to write something, good. If they want me to help them, fine. Or whatever they want to do. That summer, I called this gal and I, I, no response. I called her, emailed, you know, what's, what's doing? Well, by fall, I gave up. <laughs> I get it. It is hard. It is. It is. I can't even imagine, Lois. I can't. It, it is not there. It is not their priority. Their priority. It, it was my priority. But, but to, write, to write it, to go back there, to live through it and write the story. I mean, it's hard to read the stories. I can't imagine for yeah, the editors to write the stories. It, 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 it is they bearing their soul. Yeah. Okay. So I then thought to myself, I am not stopping. And I, of course, the fact that I've gotten to know people, for example, Andy Pelosi. No relation to Nancy Pelosi. He is a, um, he's been a gun safety advocate. He has his nonprofit organization, Gun Free Kids. He goes around to campuses because there are guns on, you know, on campuses talking, you know, about, you know, the risks about, about guns. Called him and I said, this is what I want to do. Can you give me any ideas, any, you know, guide me, put me in touch with, with, with people? And he said to me, yes, there is an organization, the name has changed. It used to be called Ceasefire USA. Okay. In Washington. He put me in touch with the Julia Wyman who gave me names of people to contact who have been survivors. Right, right. Some of them responded, mm -hmm. others don't. I cannot tell you how, how many people I networked with, tried to get. Now, there are some people that I knew uh, for example, Joyce Garicki, who was in, included in the book, she, her husband also was on that same train mm. as as um, uh, Karen, Karen McCarthy's, you know, husband. Um, and so I called Joyce and I said to her, "This is what I want to do. Would you?" Would, would you, you want to? Would you want to do it? And she said to me, I, "I'm not." She wasn't sure about writing. I said, 
I will help you. If you will do it, I will help you. So getting, you know, the, the people. Not easy. Now, I just want to take you a, a, a little bit. Um, I have been talking to Shaul Praver, the rabbi from Newtown. Right. And I said to him, this is what I want to do. I was thinking about doing 51 stories to represent 51 states. And he then put me in touch with this Elliot Feynman in Chicago, who, like me, had lost his son in 2006. He immediately called Shaul to help him and you know, and anywhere like, you know, like I did. Shaul and Elliot Feynman and I had a conference call. The bottom line is that they said to me, 51 is too much. Mm. I get that. I get that. It's a lot to, to coordinate, but it's also a lot for the reader. Yes. So by the time that I spoke to them, I had that conference call, I think I had about 10, 11, maybe 12 people, and I not enough. And little by little, I was able to get 14, 15, yeah. until I got the number 18. And the number 18 in the Jewish religion is uh, uh, to life, high. Ahayim. And uh, I thought, I am going to use that because these are stories of preserving life. Yes. Hope and life. So that is how this, this book came. Yep, that's how it came to be. And now that it's here, let's talk about the future. Let's talk about what you are going to be doing and what people can contact you for. Speaking, outreach, working with, with people. What, what is it, where do we go from here to make okay. impact? And what are you going to do and what can I do? And what can we all do? It's funny that you should ask that right now. Last week, I was asked to speak at a women's group right here in Redneck. These wonderful women, angry, bereft, sad, furious, you know, sad, you know, what could they, what could they do? Well, I said to them, vote. I know you'll vote. But what you can also do is you, everybody has friends or family in other states, particularly swing states. Call those friends and family, urge them to vote, urge, urge them to call their, their friends, family, neighbor, vote. 
that is what that is what it's about. We we talk about getting legislation. Yeah, I mean we are there. There, you know, now in Washington, they're talking about changing the legislation, raising the age uh, from eighteen to twenty-one. For you know, for assault for assault rifles, which you didn't have them in the first. You didn't have it in the first place. I I agree with you. I don't think twenty-one is old enough. I don't think eighty-one is old enough. I don't think anybody should have them. Those are those are war weapon, weapons. What are, you know what are what are what are we doing with that? Okay, so urge them, urge them to vote and get involved with a gun safety organization. Whether it is the, the Brady campaign, the New Yorkers Against Gun Violence, Giffords, uh, 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 anyone. See what you can do. Donate to them. Help them. That is what it is that we need. Now, as I started to say, we can get whatever legislation that we want. But unless we have the legislators right. yes. that are going to push for legislation, Nothing is going. Nothing is going to happen. So yeah, that is what I we can all do. You're right. That's not. We, we don't need to be specialized to do that. We can do that for ourselves. And I'm so glad you mentioned Lois calling friends, calling people who live in other places, calling people out of state, telling them to urge their friends. That's something that every single one of us can do. Yeah. Now there is something else uh, that they can do, and I did it this last election. There's this postcard writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I belong to a political issue ash- action group. It's called Reach Out America. Okay. And we had a postcard writing, and it was mostly to the swing states. Mm-hmm. It was only to the swing states and particularly to Georgia mm. in support of Warnock. Right. And get there are organizations that help you to, to do to do that. It is a very simple thing to do. You get 10, 12 names and once a week. Just prior to the election, you send a postcard, names that you're given with a specific message. Right. To vote for Warnock, for, for example. Right. No, that's, that's something, like you said, tangible. It's something that we can all do. Tell me a little bit about what you're doing. You're in a unique position. You mentioned speaking to a women's group. What other speaking things would you like to do? Because this is our moment to be able to say, okay. hey, uh, if there's a listener who knows someone here or there. Um, I, I just had a letter published uh, in, um, in a local newspaper about, about, gun, about gun violence. We gotta, you know, we gotta do something. Whether, you know, you know pushing, 
pushing for for legislation, right? Um, and uh, well, even before that, you if you if you push, you know, for legislation to make sure what it is that you are doing that you are voting for for somebody who got an F rating from the NRA. Mm. I mean, people have to do their homework, right? Too. So yeah, yes. So there, there is, there is letter writing, you know, that they can do. Um, it is, it is just, um, well, it's, it's, it's voting. Just be, be aware. Mm-hmm. Of, of what is what is going what is going on and we have to be aware more than ever now you're right you're absolutely right and and the the book and getting those families started and it gives us another avenue to get that message out so and fortunately now more events are going to come online i mean so many of us have been stuck away from going to events. You said you were at a women's group speaking. That women's group might not have met for the past two years, but now they can and now you can be there. Yes. Um, so, um, I mean, I have been, um, I have been talking, talking to people. There are, there are things that I hope are in the offering. Now, next week, Michael Dowling, he is the uh, CEO for, for um, uh, um, Northwell. Okay. Very active. Um, he has these meetings on on gun safety, and there is there is a uh, survivors empowerment meeting at. Northwell next week. So yeah, that is there are definitely things that we can get the word out on and get more people involved. That is exactly right. I mean, it is if it was ever important. I mean, from Newtown, from Newtown, when we thought, oh my goodness, now something's gonna happen. And nothing. 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 Uh, 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 the, uh, you know, the, I mean, uh, all of all of the, you know, the, the the shootings, you know, you know, all over since since then, since then, uh, is the Parkland. Mm-hmm. But now we've just had several more in a row again, and it it hasn't ended. There isn't a week that we don't have some sort of a mass shooting. Not to mention all of the singular acts, your daughter, Lois, how many people don't even make it into the newspaper and yet a family is shattered? Yeah. How many people do we not even know about? Oh, uh, yeah, two. <laughs> too many. Too many. We hear the big ones, but every day are singular people. Okay, that is what I, I'm so glad you brought that up. It is, it is the massacres, the mass shootings that get the press. Yes. But what about, for example, in, in the book, 
uh, this Mary Hennings, two sons who were shot. Mm -hmm. She was shot. Thank God she is, you know, she is alive. It is this one, that one, and another one right. that, you know, that's not, that's not talked about. That's right. That's right. For every massacre, which is horrible, I'm not lowballing the massacres, but there are 10, 20, 100 times as many people and families who are affected by gun violence as happened in the massacre that you don't know about. That, that is exactly right. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I, I have, I have talked about that you, that you hear. Yes. About, you know, about right. massacres, they get pressed, they get books, they get all sorts of things, but gun violence is touching so many more people that you don't know about. And, and they're regular people. Lois, you're a regular person. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's you, anybody. Everybody. Could be, anybody, and anybody could be, you know, could be affected. I mean, look, what about uh, safe storage, for right. example? There, there's a kid who, whose family member has a gun, picks it up, if not, it's not locked or safety stored, picks it up, mm, what's this, and shoots, and shoots himself. Exactly, exactly. Now, I'm so glad that you, you had the courage and strength and fortitude, not just to walk that, the dark walk that you have been, but to write it down and to share it and to speak about it and to encourage others because it is through our stories that others can learn and then act like you've Thank you. I, I, I wanna tell you something. This, you can look at it as something sad. I mean, sad beyond, all right? Of course. But I look at it as being in touch with people who, who had the, the soul and, and, the, and the strength and whatever else to be brave, to, you know, to tell this story. And it was also um, life affirming. Right. So sad as it is, on, on the one side, on the other side, it was moving. Yes. Well, it, it's so many words. It is beyond sad, but also beyond moving to read and to understand. But you know what? I'm so grateful to you today, not just of writing the book, and it is so important for us to know about that, but also I thank you so much for your action steps. For, for telling us, because so many times when we read the newspaper, whether we read about a massacre or a single act, one thing that we feel, and this is universal, is helpless. And just like you said, after Newtown and nothing has changed, 
all of us feel more and more helpless every day because nothing is changing. But you, Lois, gave us the action steps. What we can do, it doesn't require a fancy degree. It doesn't require 5 million friends on Facebook. It requires one person to do something. And if you can, phone someone else. But by doing that one thing that we all have the ability to do, voting, learning, speaking to our friends, we can take action. That's why I said at the beginning, yours is a book that I think is so important to read, but so important to talk about. And I think that all of us need to sit around the dinner table or wherever we are and talk about it and we'll do something. So I am so grateful to you. Thank you for, for helping me to get oh. the message out. Well, let's, let's keep getting that message out. So for all of our listeners and viewers who are watching, please may this be a message that we take to heart and spread around. We need to do something so that others can live. Thank you, Lois, for joining me today. And I wish you nothing but the best with getting that message out, but we're behind you and next to you and support you in whatever we can do. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us for Once in Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing!